you can live out your MasterChef dream. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The Notorious Chateau Marmont, Part 3. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. Welcome back. Now that we know all about the Chateau's history, Jason and I went to the Chateau to experience it for ourselves. And boy, did we. With the help of Patty Negri, Ali Luber, and a host of ghosts, we truly had an experience that my skeptical brain did not expect. But I should have, because the Chateau, from my research, does seem to be a really haunted, kind of energetic place. Welcome to the final part of our three-part Halloween series, arguably the most Halloween of them all. It's not only scary, but it gets pretty personal. All just in time for the season. Part three of Ghost Town's Halloween series on the notorious Chateau Marmont, Hollywood Ghosts. First, let's start with the fact that many hauntings around the Chateau are published and widely talked about. And of course, they would be. As Mark Rosso says... But if any place in Hollywood is crowded with ghosts, it would be the Chateau Marmont. Even celebrities talk about their haunted encounters in the Chateau. According to Dan Aykroyd, even before you set foot in a room, you can have a ghostly encounter at the bar. Says Aykroyd, quote, I love the bars there. They've definitely got some spirits. Was it a joke? Not a joke? I'm going to believe no. He goes on to say, quote, Al Franken claims that he went there a week after my late partner John Belushi died in Bungalow 3, and John appeared to him. And Franken's pretty skeptical but he's also quite serious. He saw a vision of him. Now, of course, skeptics would say, hypnagogic sleep, and you're dreaming. We welcome the skeptical view. I've stayed in the Marmont a few times, and I've never had anything happen. Actor Angela Bassett of American Horror Story also saw a ghost, one that was pretty type A. Her story goes that she asked the front desk if someone had cleaned her room in the middle of the night. The front desk begrudgingly responded, no. Bassett told the story that she had left her clothes and jewelry out of sorts before going to bed, but once she awoke, everything had been put away, neatly, and things were exceptionally tidy. No explanation was available other than she had a, quote, tidy ghost. A man researching a book on the rock band The Doors was in his suite in a room that the band had stayed in back in the 1960s. He awoke to the sounds of a party. Once he opened the window to see where the noises were coming from, he quickly realized that the noises were in his room and all around him. 
that was a disturbing realization, and apparently that author left the hotel in the middle of the night. Rosso gives us the lowdown of what he learned while writing his Vanity Fair piece while in the hotel. As for ghost ghosts, well, a well-known actress once apparently insisted that she'd had sex with an amorous ghost in her suite. No names. Um, probably the most trafficked supernatural story about the chateau is of a blue-robed ghost who appears now and then. At least one staffer told me about that one, even saying they saw or at least felt its presence in the hotel. But my favorite ghost story of all at the chateau is the one that the, the uh, screenwriter Kit Carson told about room 23. He called it my lucky suite, and that's because it's allegedly haunted by a helpful ghost who's been known to aid uh, writers when they're stuck, um, visits in the middle of the night and helps them work out tricky scenes and dialogue and whatnot. Um, now that I think about it, I think that may have been the first room I ever stayed in at the Chateau, but uh, I personally did not see the helpful uh, writing ghost. So how did we feel when we entered the sacred and iconic hotel and checked into our room, room 15? So when I first got there, it was pretty overwhelming because I've known so much about the hotel and totally it has such a, such like a looming history over LA. So all that kind of build up did not disappoint when no. I got there, which is very overwhelming. Yeah. And it was fun. Cause you're, you're going into this like celebrity clubhouse and you know all about the photos there. You kind of know it before you get there. But then when you're inside, it's very private. It's very quiet. It's very narrow. It does feel very kind of heavy with its own, you know, notoriety, I guess. I think once you're in there also, it's sort of, I mean, obviously different celebrities, you know, as we knew when we had mm -hmm. dinner. Yeah, we had a couple sightings. A couple of sightings. Uh -huh. But in some way, every it's like all are created equal Yeah, once you're in there. Because you're in there, no one knows why you're in there. No. You could be a high-powered executive. Yeah. You could be a, a tourist from out of town. And in there, it's a really level playing field, which I think is really great. Yeah, it's very fun. We all can order the salad. Doesn't matter. But was the chateau destined for a haunted, historically vibrant identity? We had to know. While we stayed there, we invited spiritual astrologer and TV star, you might know her from Bravo's hit reality show, Vanderpump Rules, to do an astrology read for the chateau. I'm Allie Luber, and I've been a practicing astrologer for a year and a half. So pretty new to doing it professionally, but I've been into it since I was a child. Allie had some really insightful things to say about the use of astrology as a tool for going deeper into someone's past, present, and future. Really our stories. Um, the birth chart is the idea of like the moment we were born. That's why the, the time is so important and the location, because the moment we entered the world, that's really the idea of like where the planets were at that exact time. And so it's a snapshot of what the sky was doing. And this is where all the planets are. And what's really interesting is even twins, sometimes for the most part, they can have slightly different charts. And what that means is pretty much nobody else is going to have the same identical chart as you, which is really cool and unique and it's personal. So it's our, it's our story and all astrologers do is translate it. And so I'm basically just reading what that means. But had she ever done a read for a hotel? I've never officially done like a, a reading for a building, but if there's a, you know, it's, there's so much here, right? And so it is what you said, like past, present, future of a place as iconic as this and like so much history. And you can see, I mean, this is its chart and I can get into it 
I will get into it, but it's you can do a birth chart for pretty much anything as long as you have the location and the time around the time it is important and the date. So I use the time and the date of February 1st, 1929, because that's the day that it officially opened to the public. She was a pro and immediately dug into the hotel. She had some really fascinating things to add to our previous historical landscape. So this is the chart of the chateau. Again, I used the date that it first opened for business because that tells us how the business is going, but also like what to expect from the people that enter, the energy, like what's happening. Okay, the the coolest thing, first of all, is that it is an Aquarius sun, which if you see the sun right there, that's the sun sign. It's living in the fourth house. So our birth chart has 12 houses and each house rules a different area of life. So the fourth house where the sun lives is ruling residency, home, hotels, landmarks. Um, this is the bottom of the chart. So think roots. This is where we um, go inside, where we feel safe, where we sleep at night. And the sun is where we shine. That's what we're known for. Oh my God. So literally the first thing I noticed, I'm like, oh my God, the sun is in the fourth house. Like this really checks out because it is known for being a place of residency where people lived and sleep. And it's an Aquarius, which is a very collective sign. Aquarius is all about groups of people. It's very unconventional as well. It's like march to the beat of your own drum. And I feel like that really checks out too, which is the type of people that are drawn here, right? There's a lot of celebrities, yeah, but a lot of like quirky people and just diff people from all different walks of life, which is fascinating. But then also Aquarius are known for being rule breakers and kind of rewriting the rules, mm -hmm. which we know happened here. Also really cool. So if the fourth house is our home, the 10th house, it's opposite. This is the public. This is a stage. This is where people see you. It's in Leo which I think is really cool. So it's like, again, it's known for being a hotel and a resident, but its reputation, it's in Leo, which is center stage, performers, actors, entertainment, all of those things. So it has a reputation, absolutely, and it's it's known to the public. Let's look at the Scorpio placements because I was obsessed with this when I first pulled it. I'm not gonna lie, I got chills. I was like, shut up. Okay, so this is where the Chateau was born on that day. This is its beginning. And so it's a Scorpio rising and it's a Scorpio moon. So it's double Scorpio energy. And Scorpio is the most intense chaotic sign. It's the sign of secrets and privacy and scandals and sex and affairs and ghosts <laughs> as wow. well. So greatest hits. <laughs> literally, it's the rising sign is its personality. The sun, again, like this is what it's known for. This is really like the confidence, the comfort spot. That's where we shine. But the rising sign, it's kind of the the backbone of its existence. Like this is really the energy that's always a part of the of the chateau. The moon is living in the first house and okay if the sun is where we shine the moon is where we hide the moon is our emotions and it's our um our mind and so it's so powerful and if we don't pay attention to the moon if we don't nurture it everything else in our chart suffers and so when the moon is in such a prominent house which is the first house of self it's really important to pay attention to the emotions and 
because the moon is in Scorpio and it's a Scorpio rising, again, there's just a lot of hidden emotions, secrecy, um, things that are kind of kept trying to keep under the surface. But it's funny because like we know all the stories now, which I find fascinating because the first house, it's seen. This is something that's not like that. This is where we live, our physical body and what we look like and our personality. So people see the first house, but the moon doesn't want you to see it. Scorpio (laughs) definitely doesn't want you to see it, but it's still being seen. And then we got Patty Negri in on the party. I have literally been doing this seances, talking to the dead my entire life since I could talk. And seances literally since I was seven or eight years old. I was obsessed with dead people, but not in a dark or morbid way. I just knew they had stuff to say. So I stuffed towels into the door of my the windowless hallway. And then I realized I didn't know dead people. So I'm like, Meryl Monroe. And every person you knew at seven or eight. And my little windowless, lightless hall filled with orbs and lights and shadows and sounds. And as I went screaming, running outside... I knew that it was real and it was controllable. So I've spent my whole life studying occult science, metaphysics, spirituality, and everything to see this energy that I see and how to be able to um, manipulate it some. So that's what I am. I am, a, I am a psychic, I am a medium, and I'm a witch. I'm a good witch. I don't eat babies. But I do believe that we can shift reality a lot. So Patty is like like letting us know what's going on. There's all of this stuff on the table. It's like the table is full of things that I couldn't even if you were like what is that thing i'd be like i don't know is it a technological marvel is it a piece of plastic like i literally you know the one thing that i did recognize was a ouija board so what we have here i'm mostly old school i mean i am a medium so we don't need anything um depending on the room depending on the spirits whether i channel or i just talk through them or for them that's great I brought some old school stuff like a, a Ouija board. If anybody's comfortable with that, I've never done. I've never actually done a Ouija board mm. in, in it yet. And any so my first foray into again, I'm a skeptic. Wow. Yeah. So my first foray into it was, of I guess, some sort of high stakes professional nature. Yeah. Even as a kid, you never used a Ouija board. Now I was a good boy. You're a little. You were a good boy. And I also, which I find that spirits like better is a chalkboard because not everybody speaks English. They might write out in French or Japanese. And a lot of people like to draw. And she was good about explaining everything. She didn't try to make it where it was like, oh, no, I I hold all the mystery. And it's mm-hmm. just for you to like marvel and it's wonder. And then my other old school that I do a lot is dowsing rods, divination. Um, because again, I can say they're saying yes or no, but this way you guys can see it. These are light up ones, old school ones aren't. But I could Hand them to anybody, cross on yes, not on no. Like, we are in Paris, France. No, we are in Los Angeles, California. Yes. Everything else was kind of mysterious and felt at first like a little bit uncomfortable even being there. Like, am I going to touch something? Like, what's going to happen? These are trip wires. These are actually very high tech. They're not, these other things aren't high tech. These, you rarely go off ever, ever, ever. Each each light is a very separate K2 meter. I've had spirits be able to ring it this way. We'll go flash bright. Just like old school, we could say, okay, spirits make the candles flash big or do whatever. Now we have technology that can do it as well. And it hasn't shut up since since we started. So we've got all sorts of activity. I was like, I didn't, I thought they were supposed to be like that. I thought they were supposed to go off and like blink. I thought it was for not decoration, but mm-hmm. for effect. I, but then I, you know, slowly realized that everything there had its purpose. There was things weren't there just just for show or flash or whatever. So no, that was pretty cool. And they were already like going off, which I was like, oh boy, here we go. 
And I'm going to tell you right now that since we got here, there is a spirit standing right in the corner. So, okay, spirit, can you, where are you? See, and we haven't even opened the veil yet. Um, so again, I'm mostly old school. I'm going to be burning a few herbs and oils, you know, just a little bit. I love how casual that was, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Allie, Jason, Patty, and I sat down and got started. Picture a thin curtain between our world and the other world. Our world is our three-dimensional, gravity-ridden, I mean, nothing solid. We know that. Seventh grade science. This is moving atoms. It's not really solid, but it's this three-dimensional world that we've created. On the other side of the veil is everything else. All of those things that you can't see, but we know are there. They're there, but they're on a different realm than we are. Again, whether you believe they're moving things or the energy thereof doesn't really matter. Um, and the more you separate the two realms, the stronger they get. I have a huge on-off switch. I don't want to go to the grocery store and, and be like Long Island medium. Your mother wants to talk to you. <laughs> no, I just want to go for groceries so off. And then when it makes it on, it's that much stronger. So it's just, it's, and for you guys, it's just getting out of your logical brain because that always shuts it down. That left brain, oh, that doesn't make sense. Somebody just opened the window. If you just open up to the sense of possibility, then we can go anywhere. Let your right brain, your creative brain, or your heart, because they're actually starting to find thinking cells in our human heart. That's going to be the purest, that with our creative side, where anything can happen. I want to call the east winds. Air, thought, focus, clarity, fire, passion, creativity, love. Now I want to invite in the spirits of the West. May the mists of the ancestors rise within you. Lastly, I want to call in the North. Give us the strength of a tree with spirits do thrive. And now, for the living, may the dead come alive. With the ringing of this bell, we lift the veil twixt heaven and hell to call the spirits to us now as we make this sacred vow. We are between the worlds. Okay. These, we've done these incantations. They're making us feel a certain way. Like, I'm very suggestible, so I was, like, pretty keyed up by them. But as soon as we kind of stop and settle into the seance space specifically, there's a guy in the corner. There's just like a man who's standing closest to me. He's essentially behind you. Right behind me. But it was it was hard because I was already in a place of trying to be receptive because we'd done this incantation and we'd you know lifted this veil and the spirits had essentially been given permission for us to engage with them. And then they took us up on the offer, I guess. I know your senses might be a little heightened. Open your eyes, close your eyes, doesn't really matter. Um, hmm. This guy's name is William. Hi, William. He is really there. He is. He's like, William, don't call him Will or Bill or Billy. He is William. Um, I was very like, woo. Because where I was sitting, I would be looking in that direction. Mm -hmm. But where you're sitting... No. Ghost is looking at you. I was also kind of like tingly too. Like I had felt this enhanced kind of tactile sensation. So I was already like feeling very unlike myself. And there's something about corners, like a ghost in a corner. It's very like Blair Witch for me. It's cultural masthead of a horror movie. So that we were like placed in this space doing the seance and, you know, a visual in my brain of a horror movie ghost standing right next to me. It was like, oh God, well, if a ghost here we wanted go. to be as far away from is like far away from everyone as possible it's going mm -hmm. to be in a corner that's going to be the furthest mm -hmm. place you can be in a room as compared to flat up against a wall so it mm -hmm. already has like an inherent sense of like i'm just here 
observing or yeah. I'm just here doing what it is, what I do. It's not like this more invasive thing, that, which makes it even more. Yeah, it's terrifying because yeah. it's just like leaning back and like watching us from a dark corner of a hotel room. I'm feeling a little dizzy. Does anybody feeling a little dizzy? Yeah, yeah. really dizzy. Right? Did you drink a little or something? <laughs> okay, don't get us drunk. Okay. All right. So that's what feeling. It's like, ooh, I'm just a little lightheaded. So we're just feeling that from him. Um, did oh, did was this your room necessarily? No, you just you've just kind of he's totally just taken this hotel under. He did not die here. He did not die here, but. Some of his best moments of life were at this hotel. But could we connect with someone we knew? Allie was the first one to broach this topic. William, do you know Grace Kelly? Oh, Grace <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Something ooh, just touched me. Ooh, I'm not ooh. kidding. You did, yeah, touched. Yeah, you're going to get I'm touched. Hoping it was probably just in my head. Don't let your left brain do that. Okay, if you were probably right. touched, you were probably touched. Yeah. You can feel. Oh, yeah, because yeah, you asked him to knock. Yeah. So they can make like. They can make noises. It's weird. It's all energy. I don't know how that works. I read a book on Grace Kelly, and she lived here for a long time. Did when she? her parents weren't okay with her living in LA, and they only felt safe with her staying here. Wow. And she always said it felt like home to her. Oh. And. Her Berkshire is very similar to the Chateau's Berkshire. Really? Yes, like they have a okay. lot of similar placements. Spirits, we have an astrologer here. So the Grace Kelly read that Allie did was essentially saying that their their reads were connected, that their fame was very similar, that they mirrored each other in being very private and feeling like themselves. And it felt very appropriate for, for both reads. Ooh. I just, complete shift of everything, like we just went underwater. So, Grace Kelly. And just like that, Grace Kelly was communicating with us. Honored to be here. Are you Are you here with us now? Can you show us? <gasps> Goosebumps all over. Oh okay, she's gosh. here. She's here. She's here. Okay. Okay. She's going to be right by you, Rebecca. She is right by you. She's standing kind of behind you to your left. Um, Grace, where are you? Oh my gosh. You feel it? Do you feel oh something right there? I, feel, I just feel like very, like, there's yeah. like vibrate, a lot of vibrating happening. Yeah. Um, because wow. it's, it's spirit, it's energy, it's everything. Um, and it just got warm in yeah, there. Yeah, I'm like sweating. Yeah. yeah, it just completely like a many degree temperature change. Oh my gosh. And look at these all went a complete they different, different color. color. They were pinks and oh blues. Gosh. And that thing was like swinging back and forth. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was heavy. It was heavy because it's like, you know, just in the who you can talk to, being in the presence of Grace Kelly is huge mm-hmm. in itself. Yeah. Never mind all the stuff around it. Because, you know, the first few people were, you know, people that we didn't know or mm-hmm. I say not people of note that we know of. Note. Sure. So the weight isn't as heavy, but Grace Kelly shows up and you're like, okay. Yeah, this is this is serious. This is go time now. Like now, you know, you have to. You have all these questions. You know, you don't even know where to start. Did, okay, Grace. So did you like living here? Yeah. Do you hang out here a lot? No. But you were happy to come. No time and space. Questions for Grace. Did you like being a princess? Yes. Yes, that was even a bigger yes. Uh, I don't know. That was a bigger yes. Did, she, did you have any fun love affairs here? 
Yeah. Oh, big time. Big time. <laughs> we used uh, the Ouija board and then we used the chalkboard. And the chalkboard I'd never used before. And I found that to be really interesting because you're essentially getting used like the Ouija board for the spirit to draw through you. So you're helping them facilitate a drawing. And we got a couple of things, but I think the one that stood out to me the most was this photo of what to me looked like a like a gorgeous ball gown kind of a thing. And you're like, oh, are you are you showing us what you wore? Are you showing us kind of how you felt here? You're kind of guessing more pictorially, which was really interesting based on the, you know, Ouija board, which you're kind of guessing letters. Okay, waking this up. This is for Grace or whoever we bring in tonight. So same kind of thing. Two fingers, light. Okay, so Grace, you can write or you can draw or you can make shapes. Easier. She's getting the hang of it. Again, you kind of have to look at from all sides sometimes. Yeah. It looks like a, like a woman. I thought of like a dress. Oh, look at there. Like a Marilyn Monroe dress. Like if her head is here and her feet are here. Yeah, I mean, when you see a picture, it would definitely, for the few things that we thought it could be, it did have a sense of being grand. Mm-hmm. It wasn't some small, boring thing. It was like some very kind of grand, like it's a butterfly, it's a dress. And something strange even happened with the reader that would go off, making sounds or playing songs. I didn't touch that. Mm-hmm. Really? No. Amazing Grace. Did it. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, this Wait. I also consider myself a skeptic. I also feel like I have a lot of checks and balances in my brain that doesn't make me super receptive to an experience like this. But there was this one part where the machine, um, I forget what it's called, where the machine- I keep calling it a talk box. I Well, I think one of them was a spirit box, I think. Okay. But that the sounds other better one, than my, sounds better than talk box. But not the talk box. The other thing that looked like a little tiny, like- robot radio thing oh would, like a, a me like some kind of meter type thing. yeah, yeah. it Receiver. would like it would beep and it would play music like there were certain times where it would play certain things but during the grace kelly part it starts playing amazing grace which is like fuck you know like of all the things it could all the songs whatever and we were just like Holy fucking shit. And again, it's like the fact that we could like communicate with Grace Kelly, the, the icon, the Hollywood legend. It's like, sure. But then it's like this connection with this thing to this person we're trying to talk to it like, I mean, I was like, hmm. She's still, I think she really likes you, Allie. I think she just, yeah. You're the one who wanted to call her in. <laughs> right. 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 Ah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) She liked Allie. But as the read with Grace Kelly concluded, we had to at least try to communicate with someone who had a not so great end at the chateau. I asked Patty if we could maybe connect with John Belushi. So we called him. It immediately got dark and very, very intense. We'll walk you through what happened after the break. Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. 
We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. So we're in the Chateau, room 15, contacting John Belushi with Allie Luber, Jason Horton, and myself, all facilitated by psychic medium Patty Negri. And things immediately change. They change in the room. You felt it. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, like it was in the middle of the afternoon on a weekday. You know, it wasn't a very, it wasn't like a very noteworthy day or time. And Mm-mm. really time and space didn't, didn't exist. I didn't know if it was light out or dark out. It was just really kind of swept up in it all. And then, I mean, to talk to John Belushi, who... You can't talk about the Chateau without talking about John Belushi. No. And you can't talk about a tumultuous, tragic life without talking about John Belushi. So it was just a lot. Yeah. And it was weird because I was like, should we bring this up? Do You know, we already talked to Grace Kelly. Am I being greedy? You know, but we had to because it was such a, you know, infamous death, the most famous one um, at the hotel. And if we could try with Grace Kelly, why not Belushi? Okay, we're gonna do a little thing, but let's do a little ma chant. Yeah. It's it's it it's like om only backwards, but it's pulling up that energy. We're just gonna blow open the veil a little more. So quiet, but we're gonna start out with a real low guttural sound okay. and go slowly up. But again, feel the energy like it getting clearer right around you with that. Okay, so just stay with me. Again, I would love for us to be really loud, but we won't because I'm not gonna get us kicked out. Okay, so. <laughs> Again, think about the spirits, think about John Belushi, think about Grace Kelly, think about the history of this place, the energy. Keep your feet flat on the ground. Here we go. And a whole energy just yeah. filled the room. A whole just wildly different. It's like wildly different. My nose has gone crazy. Cocaine? Uh, cocaine? I don't know. I'm not an expert in cocaine, but it's going absolutely insane. Oh, wow. I'm, ooh, so heavy through here, through the head, so forehead. thick. Yeah. yeah. Okay, do you like blue? No. You want red? Okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, John. Oh my God, I, I can hardly talk. I mean, like this is closing up. I don't know if, well, however he died, if this really closed up, like <gasps> that's what it feels like. So John, are, are you here? John Belushi, yes. So are you stuck here? No, you just just came because we called you and yeah. Did you Do you hang out here? Yeah. I'm a little dizzy again. We got yeah. that, that 
the, the drug crazy is he busy yeah. going again oh and i'm and wiry I'm, like, wiry. Like, wiry. Like, I'm wiry yeah, yeah. And it's just very it's just a very different like it's very you don't want to like move too fast heavier. yeah and yeah. it's like coming and going yeah. for me but it did it felt like a much different thing it felt like the air kind of got sucked out of the room it felt very heavy and hot when it didn't before and then we started hearing things from the spirit box you know things that kind of felt like they connected with his life and death. Okay. Okay. Anything you want to tell us? Yes. Okay. Do you want to try the goofy box? Yes. Okay. Let's see. Oh, boy. Belushi and the goofy box. Belushi and the goofy box. There we go. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Belushi. I gotta imagine being a celebrity at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah, at the time. It was so unlike the other things we'd heard come out of the machine. Do you feel misunderstood? It was an accident. <laughs> okay. Okay. He said his last words were, don't leave me alone. Yeah. And he said, lonely. Oh, lonely. Wow. Don't leave me alone. He's afraid. Accident. And then some of it was kind of fu- like funny, like kind of trying to make us laugh. Yeah. Pithy, like, oh, you're communicating with the dead kind of a thing. Do you feel like you were creatively fulfilled? that was also really scary too because it's like you've got this signature pain and also the signature humor well you'll always be remembered Oh, whenever it says that, whenever it says that, something usually rings. Or later in the night. Is he just fucking with us? You just fucking. Yeah, I think so. Maybe that's it. Yeah, he was making sound effects. Right, because that yeah, it was like he knows what we're doing. (laughs) Okay, all right, sound effects. That's good. All right, we'll turn this off. Last one. That was pretty good. And then we wrapped things up. And like a beautiful net, see this net closing right around this space as we slowly close the veil between the worlds. Okay. (sighs) We were all pretty depleted. I I think I felt very tired. It felt like a whirlwind. It was a lot of like high pressure (laughs) kind of ghost. in encountering and again i i am also like such a skeptic um so it's really hard for me to kind of fathom what we had done that out that afternoon afternoon we ended at five time passed in a way that it doesn't pass normally i felt like it was like it didn't exist like what what time is it is it light out is it dark out what's the weather well you you know what what day is it i don't know Mm -hmm. if you would ask me the the date and time i'd be like i'd have to think about it And it was done. We walked the grounds, had a drink, and tried to enjoy what we had just moments ago been pretty freaked out about and within. While we were away, though, something else happened. Hi, everyone. This is Brian. Uh, 
guest producer on the show and uh, I was there recording uh, while all this stuff was happening and um, I found a little something wild while I was in post-production on this episode. See, we were recording and everyone had their own individual mics and, and I had one backup mic kind of recording the entire room and I turned everyone else's mic off when we left the room to go uh, walk the grounds a little bit and but I had forgot I forgot to turn off the room mic. So that was just running while we left. And I thought, oh, this is funny. I wonder if anything happened while we were gone. And I was just kind of on a whim, went through that file. And it turns out that that little machine that played Amazing Grace when they were doing the whole Grace Kelly thing, it lit up six different times while they were gone. And we didn't really get into everything that happened during the seance, but there were six different spirits that they interacted with uh, over the course of that afternoon. All in a day's work at the Chateau Marmont, whose ghosts, real and conceptual, reside where you expect to find them and where you don't even perhaps when you're off grabbing a glass of champagne at the bar. Thanks for listening, and happy Halloween. Featured in this episode were Patty Negri, psychic medium and good witch, who has conducted seances on TV, radio, and film, and all over the world. You might know her from her work on the Travel Channel and Discovery Plus's Ghost Adventures, or her best-selling book, Old World Magic for the Modern World, Tips, Tricks, and Techniques to Balance, Empower, and Create a Life You Love. She has a podcast called The Witching Hour and is a partner and educator at University Magicus Spirituality School. Allie Luber is a spiritual astrologer, model, and entertainment industry professional living in Los Angeles. You might also know her as a cast member on Bravo's hit reality show, Vanderpump Rules, whose 11th season will likely air in early 2024. And Mark Rosso, a contributing editor at Vanity Fair and author of Everybody Thought We Were Crazy, Dennis Hopper, Brooke Hayward, and 1960s Los Angeles, now in paperback. Always researched and written by Rebecca Lieb and Jason Horton, this episode is guest produced by Brian Fernandez. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.